My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday, the 27th of April. I'm Sam. I'm Nina. Now that we know Joe Biden is officially running for re-election, it seems we could be in for another round of the Biden-Trump presidential race of 2020. This could be the rematch that nobody really wanted. So what do both politicians have to do to guarantee their position in the presidential race? And the big question, who's likely to be the next president of the United States? We're going to let you know in the deep dive. But first, Nina, what's making headlines this morning? The rise of inflation slowed to 7% in the year up to March 2023. That's according to the latest data from the ABS. It comes amid rapidly rising inflation in the past 12 months, which has resulted in the Reserve Bank increasing the cash rate to fight inflation. The increase was lower than the 7.8% annual rise recorded in December and 7.3% in September. Speaking of Joe Biden, he will be making his first visit to Australia as president next month when he travels to Sydney to take part in the Quad Leaders Summit. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announced on Wednesday that the leaders meeting will take place at the Sydney Opera House and it will include leaders from Japan and India as well. It will be the first time that Australia has hosted the event. Former New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern will embark on multiple fellowships at Harvard University. Ardern resigned as PM in January after holding the position for five years. She'll study ways to address the rise of online extremist content, as well as how AI and algorithms should be governed. In addition to her studies, Ardern will also lecture on building leadership skills and said the opportunity would allow her to share her experiences and give her an opportunity to learn. And today's good news, a Barbie doll with Down syndrome has been released, featuring a dress with colours associated with Down syndrome awareness, as well as a shorter frame and longer torso to be more illustrative of women with Down syndrome. The team behind Barbie worked with the US National Down Syndrome Society, with NDSS President Candy Pickard saying it represented a huge step forward for inclusion. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. And we still are. After much speculation, Joe Biden has made it official. He's announced his bid for a second consecutive term as US president ahead of the November 2024 election. That's why I'm running for re-election. We also know that Donald Trump has thrown his hat in the ring. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. But despite how much time is left before Americans go to the polls, there are a few hurdles in front of both these politicians before we get to that election. Sam, for people like me who just don't really understand the mechanisms of how politics work in the US, can you give me the laydown of how presidential terms actually work? 
Well, I think the first presumption you've made there, Nina, is that politics does work in the United <laughs> States. It doesn't always work as well as it should. But I can take you through a little bit of how the presidential terms work. Yeah, thank you. So US presidents serve a four-year term. And at the end of the four-year term, they need to win another election to serve again. But whatever happens, they can't serve more than two combined terms. So in recent history, President Obama served two terms. President Bush served two terms. They couldn't go for a third term. So Biden has been the U.S. president since 2021 after he beat then-President Donald Trump of the Republican Party in the 2020 election. So if Biden got elected again, that would be his final term? That'd be it for him, exactly. And you've said that there are hurdles in the way of both Trump and Biden still to even qualify to run as candidates. So what do Trump and Biden have to do to guarantee they will be candidates? Well, as I said, it's a really long process. And when a candidate announced their intention to run for president, that's kind of the first step of this process, which is where we're at now with both Trump and Biden. But before those two candidates can be the official Democratic and Republican candidates, they need to be formally selected by their parties. So the Democrats for Biden and the Republicans for Trump. And there are already some alternative candidates to Biden and Trump who have also thrown their hat in the ring, but the current and former president are currently the headliners. And so what happens from here is a long, complicated process of state-based primaries and caucuses. They work a bit differently, but their purpose is the same. So the primaries and caucuses work a bit differently to each other. Exactly. And even between the two parties, there's variations in what happens. But basically what you need to know is it's internal processes to get to a certainty of who the candidate is going to be to represent their party and run for president. So they're whittling down the possibilities and saying this is who will represent us at the election. Exactly. So you and I could throw our hat in the ring if we were members of the Democrat or Republican Party. And And we would be And US citizens. And we would be whittled out by that point. (laughs) And so that all kicks off in January of next year. So we're going to hear a lot more about all the running candidates and their platforms before then. And then all of that culminates in the party convention. So that happens in the middle of next year and the Republicans have one and the Democrats have another. And that's when all the different groups from all the 50 states get together and literally put their hands up to vote for who will be their presidential candidate. Okay. And so at that point, Trump and Biden will either be chosen or they won't and we'll have to wait and see what happens. In the meantime, what are the key issues they're both campaigning for? And I suppose at this point, they're not just campaigning to the whole of the United States. They're also campaigning to their parties. Very much so. I'd say even their parties are probably the priority right now. Why don't we start with Biden and what we've heard from him so far? So he released this video on Tuesday night, our time, and one of the big focuses for Biden in that campaign re-election video was this idea of personal freedoms. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. And he said that the Make America Great Again extremists are targeting abortion rights, social security and LGBTQI plus rights. Now, we didn't mention it explicitly, but the video does also feature footage of the January 6 riots. There's also this sense that Biden's asking for another chance. He says, let's finish the job. And I think that's a subtle acknowledgement that Joe Biden hasn't achieved everything he's wanted to achieve in his first four years as president. And what he's asking for is more time to finish the job. One of the areas I think that Biden thinks he's underperformed is in gun reform. He set out to do a lot more in restricting who could own a gun and how easy it was to get one. Okay, so that's what Biden is campaigning on so far. 
He's got a while ahead of him. It could change. I'm sure it will. What's Trump saying at the moment? We're hearing trademark Trump at the moment. (laughs) And he's really going hard on this point that his time in office was the golden age of the U.S. Our nation was at the pinnacle of power, prosperity and prestige, towering above all rivals, vanquishing all enemies and striding into the future, confident and so strong. And according to Trump, all of that finished when he lost and Joe Biden took over. The past two years under Joe Biden have been a time of pain, hardship, anxiety and despair. So we've established what both potential candidates' platforms are shaping up to be. What challenges lie ahead? Why don't we start with Biden? Well, I think Joe Biden's biggest challenge is something he can't control, which is how old he is. And if you think about it like this, he'll be 86 years old by the time he finishes a potential second term. And that seems to be on the mind of a lot of Americans. According to a recent NBC News poll, 70% of Americans and 51% of Democrats think he shouldn't seek re-election. And a major concern for about 50% of those who want him to stand aside is his age. But Sam, Joe Biden is currently 80 years old and Trump 76. So I find it interesting that there's actually not that much of an age gap between the two. I think you're right. And whoever wins the presidential race, if the two of them are the nominees, will be an old president. I think where things are different is the way in which Donald Trump and the Republicans have painted Joe Biden's age. Whenever Joe Biden makes any sort of slip up, the Republicans and particularly Donald Trump really jump on it as an example of his diminishing cognitive ability. And I expect that to remain as a core pillar of their criticisms of the current president going into next year's election. Now, in saying all of that, Joe Biden is still seen more favorably than Trump. 38% of Americans view Biden in a positive light. For Donald Trump, it's 34%. And 48% of Americans view Joe Biden in a negative light. Now, for Donald Trump, that's 54%. So it's clear that more Americans want Biden right now than they do Trump. Now, some big news for Biden just in the last 24 hours or so. Right after his announcement, former President Barack Obama endorsed him. I saw it in the form of an Instagram post. And that, to me, tells me that the Democratic establishment and some key performers in the Democrats are getting behind the current president. Before we talk about the reverse for Trump and whether Republicans are getting behind him, what are some of the challenges he's facing? Well, we've spoken many, many times on this podcast about some of the criminal investigations Trump is facing at present. And I'll throw a link into the show notes of one we did just a couple of weeks ago on criminal charges Trump is facing over the falsification of business records. But there are many other proceedings underway. The one I did want to call out, though, is the one over the January 6th insurrection, because the consequences of that trial are really the only consequences that could actually rule him out of the presidential race. And and that's because of a constitutional amendment that says that you can't run for president if you have attempted to overthrow the government in the past. But there are other criminal investigations. There's one about Trump's handling of sensitive government documents. Another is investigating the Trump organization's finances. There's another one over political interference in the 2020 presidential election. And more recently, a case has been brought over an alleged rape, which Trump denies. Now, it seems that despite all of those cases happening in the background, he still does have enough support within the Republican Party to at least make this bid for the presidency viable for now. 
The other interesting thing that's happened, Nina, is that he's attracting a lot of financial support. He's getting a lot of donations. The ABC were reporting last week that Donald Trump has raised more than 34 million US dollars since the start of this year alone. And it seems that controversy over felony charges has only increased that financial support. He just takes all the publicity and makes it work for him. He even came out last week with a line of NFTs that have now sold out. So he's clearly popular amongst his base. And now we have to see whether that translates into a endorsement by the party. Sam, let's say Trump and Biden are both selected by their respective parties as presidential nominees. Can you make a prediction as to who you think will win? I'm not going to do that because it is so long until the election. But what I think is we need to watch that gap of the approval ratings. At the moment, it's four points. That's not very big. And for Donald Trump, he really doesn't have to do that much to make up that ground. If they continue to criticise Joe Biden's age, I think that will be a key concern for a lot of Americans. And for many voters, it might be a case of the least worst candidate come November 2024. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, why not chuck it up on your Instagram story or share it with a friend? It really helps a startup like TDA grow. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Until then, have an excellent day.